Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Uh, right. Uh, now, due to technical... Are we going to say technical difficulties? What are we going to say? What old no. excuse are we going to come up with? I think it's administrative difficulty. Oh. Double booking. Double booking in the studio. So we managed to do one edition of the podcast in Vision. And the reason they've given us for us being back in the studio (laughs) is that there was a double booking. But I don't know, if we wandered past now, it might be empty. Mm. (sighs) Let's not torture ourselves by doing that. Let's not. And to be fair, we did get a couple of emails from people saying, look, this isn't what I signed up to. Yeah. So um, we appreciate that. And to be honest, we we more than hear you. <laughs> so, so it may very well be that this already curtailed one week experiment may not, in fact, progress from this point. Yeah. So Kate says, "What's with the cameras, ladies? Mm. There's a permanent background airy sound." Yeah. And yes, I, there was. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. And I could swear there's been a slight loss of the ease and intimacy that's always given the show an also, undertone of hilarious true. subversion. Yeah. Yeah, so I just become... It's a very weird thing, isn't it, Jane? Because we do live in an increasingly visual world. And I was I was actually trying to give myself a bit of a talking to this morning, so I got a bit of a tizzy about... I found myself thinking, what shall I wear to work today? Because we're going to well, be can in I vision. You are a vision in burnt orange. I love a lovely dress. No, very that's, nice. that's very kind. But did you have the same no. thing? Wait. <laughs> I mean, I always look clean. You do. And I'm always wearing something that's been ironed. Yeah, but there's never any kind of dribble or drool down you. Well, not until a bit later in the day. It depends what I've had for lunch. If I have one of those overfilled baguettes from a popular popular high street store, then that can cause trouble. They can go a bit splurgy. But as we know, there's a worldwide sriracha crisis. That's Uh, good news for your laundry. It is good news for my laundry. And um, Sriracha, we did mention it on the programme briefly, but it's one of those products that has snuck into my life and taken on a power that is really quite extraordinary. I mean, Sriracha wasn't a thing, was it, three or four years ago? No. No. And now it's dolloped on practically everything. What is the difference between Sriracha and spicy kind of ketchup? Um, Well, the price. And also Sriracha just sounds... just bit more foreign and a bit more challenging oh, can i say just a bit more hip and happening 21st yeah. century and it's yeah. in a different bottle as well isn't it with, the, with so. the pointy thing at it the top a nozzle so yeah so I, I like the word nozzle <laughs> it's more it's more of a directional condiment speaking of which 
People who've listened to us blithering on for some time may well recall the time I had trouble fitting my garden hose pipe. Oh, God, do we have to return to <laughs> No, no, only because I had to seek the advice of one of those men in a polo shirt on YouTube who do these, I have to say, really helpful short films about how to do things. <laughs> and I must have watched this one geezer reattaching his pipe with all the appropriate it's more complicated than you might imagine anyway it turns out i was doing it completely wrong four or five years ago because i did it last weekend it only took 30 seconds okay i just unscrewed one thing and shoved in another hose pipes don't last forever there was a right old kink in the old one. Oh my word <laughs> okay <laughs> just just Good. telling people a couple of uh of decades ago i was just gonna say there's something weird. I think we just fall into two groups, don't we, as human beings. You either like your visual image or you don't. Yes. I don't think it does change with time. No. Well, we are living in a world of selfies. So I see my friends now on the Insta or Twitter or WhatsApp or whatever in vision way more than I ever did. And I don't mind that at all. But but I can't really take a selfie of myself and send it. I still think that that is pompous and vain. Mm. So the idea of our lovely medium of audio, where we just burble along together, mm. suits me absolutely yeah, just and, fine. And, and I think many of our listeners as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm not sure that... that and, I'm, and, and I'm not being a kind of Luddite about it, because I will try and get better at it and not feel so um, kind of exposed. But I just, don't, I just don't really get why anybody would want to watch us, Joe. No. Well, we'll see. Let's see. I'm kind of 150 million trillion percent behind you, but I can't say that officially. No, OK. So if any management is listening, uh, just don't take any notice of no, that at no. all. We're going to give it some welly uh, and um, we'll see how. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yes. OK. Um, interesting that uh, Meta is coming up with its alternative to Twitter, which I think is something we'll discuss on the radio programme tomorrow with the excellent mm. Chris Stokel-Walker when we talk tech. Um, but, of course, I won't be using it for you because it's got the awful name of Threads. And that is triggering for you, isn't Triggering, it? and it will be for many 80s kids who watch that post-apocalyptic BBC film from some years ago. So um, it's funny that they obviously wanted a name and... I mean, there's no reason why they'd know that threads would be triggering for many of us who grew up in Britain in the 1980s. But if you are triggered by it, I suspect you won't be you won't be flocking to post on threads. There I think are. most people will get over the name quite Do you? quickly. Okay, well, let's see. But at least it's not one of those terrible er ones because I've absolutely had it with the ers. What you mean when they miss out? Tumblr, Grinder, oh, Twitter, God. everything with an er on the end of it. Yeah. yeah, and worse when they take the vowels out. What's the name? What's that company that changed its name? Aberdeen. 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 Yeah. Well, that's to be fair. That's how people in Scotland speak. No, it's not. It is absolutely not. Uh, it's the Scottish. Is it the Scottish coronation tomorrow? What? Um... Well, it's the coronation in Scotland of King Charles. I think a lot of people in Scotland would really object if you called it the Scottish coronation. All right, well, we'll scrub that. No, I, I don't mean to cause offence at all. I'm just interested. It'd be interesting to see how many people sort of show up for the, for the public part of the ceremonial. I'm not casting aspersions. I'm just, I'm merely wondering. Did you not want to go? Well, we weren't asked. We weren't. No, we absolutely I weren't. Could, I could trip into work tomorrow in the McGarvey Tartan. And attract a wide, uh, wide appeal. Wide appeal. What am I talking about? 
What am I talking about? I don't know. Do you know where you are? Um, vaguely. Do you know what day of the week it is? Oh, Tuesday. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, dear Jane Fee, long-term listener, first time getting in touch. I do feel that Wes Streeting, while a very interesting interview, avoided the real challenge with Stonewall. The reason that so many organisations are distancing themselves from Stonewall is that their guidance might have been incorrect in law. He gave the example of equal marriage, but broadly speaking... This was not a controversial issue. So he's a true politician, very smooth, very practised in responding to controversial questions, but avoided the really thorny issue. Love the show. Thank you. Cheers, Marie, or Mary, because it could be either because she's in Glasgow, which could be Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, and But quite a few people really, really loved Wes Streeting and thought that he spoke an awful lot of sense in a very measured and thoughtful way. Uh, that uh, perhaps, you know, isn't always at the call of a politician. He is a very human politician, isn't he? In fact, he talks he talks human. And let's be honest, not all politicians do. It doesn't always mean, by the way, that they're not nice people, the ones who can't do the human, because <laughs> sometimes they turn out to be much nicer than you might expect when you get to meet them. Um, but he is a, he's a communicator, and I, I dare say it will carry him far. It really will. Um, just, it's not entirely unconnected, but this is um, from a listener. We don't need to mention their name, but they just say, I wonder if I could open a conversation about being a parent of a transgender child. My daughter announced last year that she wanted to be a transgender male. Now, we were accepting of this. It was a shock, but we do want to be as open as possible. It has been far harder to accept than I was expecting, though. My logical brain is saying that my child is still there, but my heart is broken. I have two sons who I love dearly and I feel that my daughter has rejected me as a role model. I now feel a bit of an outsider in my own family. Initially, I think my heart just leapt to the end game of hormones and a mastectomy. As a menopausal woman, I just know how hard this is going to be. I now realise I've got to deal with each stage as it happens. It's so hard when my friends post pictures of their confident daughters in prom dresses and my heart just constricts. I can't post pictures of my son, as not everybody knows yet, so I can't out him as openly as that. But it just makes me feel that people think I'm not proud of him, but I definitely am. Um, and the email goes on, and it's it's pretty intimate, and I don't... I, not because I'm not interested in what you've written. I think it's extremely touching and very important, but I just think we probably should leave it there because I wouldn't want to um, involve your son in, in publicity that he definitely doesn't want at this stage. So, But I do think that your initial point about opening up a conversation is something that we could pursue. And I must admit, I hadn't thought about that business of having your heart broken because your your son wants your daughter, has rejected you as a role model. I don't think that's something you should feel. Do you? That seems no. a very hard judgment. But actually, I had never thought about uh, the sense of loss that you might feel as a parent, because in your mind's eye, all the time with kids is what their future might look like. And it's not self-indulgent to imagine all of those really big events further down the line. So when you have to change all of those, it must feel very strange. And it must be accompanied Mm. by, uh, if not a sense of disappointment then certainly a sense of something just a little bit disconcerting. So that's definitely worth a conversation. Yeah, it definitely definitely is. And I wonder if just someone out there can help. 
this this listener who is really wrestling with all this at the moment. I mean, she's she's absolutely coming at it from a place of love and wants to be completely understanding. But this stuff is not easy uh, for anybody. Uh, so Jane and Fee at Times.radio, uh, if you can help out, if perhaps you've been there or you've got some proper uh, useful advice, I'd also say actually just going back to what Fee was saying earlier about the images that people post, you know, people who do put up pictures of their seemingly super confident daughters in their fabulous prom dresses. You can bet your life there's a story there as well. Oh, tears and I mean, tantrums. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yes. And, and, and then, you know, filters and affectations. So yeah. the whole thing's just a bit of a, of a mirage, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Thursday latitude now, Jane. I mean, as we talked about this a little bit before, but as a woman who decried festivals, and particularly the chemical toilets of festivals, you now find yourself in the mire because we are at latitude uh, the Music and Arts Festival in Suffolk. Uh, we're going on the Thursday. The festival starts on the Friday. <laughs> yes, we're not going to do uh, our. We're not going to do what I think Elton referred to as deep cuts. We'll just do our greatest hits, a bit like he did at Glastonbury. <laughs> and I mean, Fee's right. We have been rather oddly booked before the festival opens. It felt a little cruel, but we're we're just going along anyway because we're we're biddable enough old. Trouts. <laughs> we are, aren't we? So Helen says, uh, good to hear that you're attending. We will be there. We, along with the majority, arrive Thursday, so look forward to hearing from you. Uh, why do you think you are pre-festival only? Mm-hmm. What tent are you in, please? Or are you playing an instrument? Well... Uh, I'm not bringing the oboe. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's not seen the light of day for 30 years, and it's not going to. Uh, I think, I don't know what type of tent we're in, but we've had quite a lot of conversations about what might be inside the tent, what type of mattress, how far are the loos, all of those kind of things. And I know that people start to arrive on Thursday, but you know, there's nothing on the stages apart from us on Thursday. So, Helen, if you're coming, please just come and say hello. Yeah, and I do need to say again, hello, Christine, who I met on the platform at King's Cross last night. You do. Who was yeah. listening to Fat Tony and just had one of those funny moments. She was listening to the edition of Off Air in which we interviewed Fat Tony and then just did a double take when she saw me slumped against a wall <laughs> waiting for a train, as I do so attractively after work. Of course, I don't always use that line. I don't want to attract too much attention. Were you shuzzled? <laughs> No, I just get, I just get, no one looks happy at King's Cross Station at about six o'clock at night. Have you ever been? Uh, no, because usually I ask the driver to just go straight on down the Euston yeah. Road. Of course I have. So I find I can get a seat, uh, I have to do one stand-up tube line, yeah. and then I get on the overground, mm. and I can get a seat on the overground. Well, we're both canny operators there, because I've worked out a route where I can guarantee a seat, depending on where I stand on the platform. And at our age, Jane, Absolutely. Uh, it is important. It, well, it makes all the difference, doesn't it, to that journey home? It does, yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe it when I got back last night. I mean, I've got two adult children, and I arrived, the first thing I was asked was, what are we having? And you just think... You know, I'm 108 years of age. I have been at work all day. At the cold face of chat. (laughs) On the front line of bants. (laughs) And then expected to conjure something up. Do you know, I've now got this visual image of them like, you know, tiny little birds in the nest. Yeah, well, yes, that's... Yeah, that's what they're like. Yeah. You know, so be... I open the door now and I have Nance scatters down the stairs. Yeah. And Barbara. Brian, Barbara, Cool Cat, who's the fattest cat in Hackney. Doesn't probably move. Ambles around the yeah, corner, right. sashaying with his stomach from side to side. 
There's a lot of feeding before I can manage to shove something oh. in my gob. That menagerie of yours just oh, gets it, ever bigger. It does, doesn't it? Actually, I've noticed just today I've started to get loads of alerts from the local cat's home with new cats up for adoption. So I'll ping some in your in your direction. You could have a few more, couldn't you? Oh, gosh. Now, do you think, in all seriousness, is that because people got cats and uh, then yeah. it's summer holidays and they're thinking, I don't really want to have to manage a cat on a holiday? Oh, God, I really hope not. Why would, the, why would there be a sudden upsurge? I don't know. I don't know why I'm suddenly getting all these notifications again. Um, because it went quiet for years and now I'm suddenly getting loads. Maybe it's just a, something I've ticked. Could easily be. I should say, because people do care, uh, in cat news, uh, Dora has started going to the toilet outside. It's a small thing. No important thing, Julia. But also very wonderful. Yes. Um, so I'm just so proud of her. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> well done, Dora. She's nearly three. <laughs> so she's bided her time and now she's doing it. And of course, the next thing is I wanted to get her doing it in other people's gardens. It's no good doing it in mine. That, <laughs> I tell you what, when you've got three cats, that is the knack. Yeah, well, get, get them. I told you about a friend of mine who um, was spoken to by her neighbour who asked her in all sincerity, could you ask your cats? to stop pooing in our garden. And my mate found herself saying, yes, okay, no, I, I'll have a word. <laughs> you know, truth is, I hate to break it to the neighbour, you can't, because they don't speak human. No, and they go back to the same place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, we had a great guest today, didn't we? Yeah, and let's move on to the great guest, because I think we've probably done a feline poo. Yes. Um, we should say at this point that other great guests are coming your way this week. Tomorrow it's Kate Moss uh, with the E. So she is the writer and the woman who does so much actually for other female writers and bigs up their achievements. So she's worth celebrating. Uh, she has a new book called The Ghost Ship. Ship. Yeah. Uh, and she'll be with us tomorrow. And then on Thursday, it's Catelyn Moran who is going to discuss her new book, non-fiction book about, about men. I think it's called... What about men, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and it's about uh, where men are at at the moment and whether or not they've been slightly left behind and, you know, what I think... I mean, all of her books, uh, previous books, have been about female identity and perhaps a new female identity that people have a confidence about. And this one is about men and whether or not they have kind of managed the same thing. And today's big guest was Ruth Jones, who's written her third novel, Love Untold. It's just out in paperback. And it's um, it's actually a really lovely read, actually a listen in my case, because I got the audio book, which Ruth reads, which I can also heartily recommend. It's about four generations of the same family. Great-grandmother, who's called Grace, uh, a grandmother, Alice, a mother, Ellen, and a daughter, a teenage daughter called Becca. It's set in Wales, and um, it's actually a really lovely book. So it's called Love Untold, out now, you will enjoy it, take it from me. But when we met Ruth this afternoon, we started by talking about the last time we'd all talked together. Would have been around September 2020, right. I think, something yeah. like that. Golden days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think I was uh, in a, a, an attic room, mm. <laughs> like Grace Poole. Yes, and oh, um, just, uh, yeah. And chatting away to you, but it was it was quite strange. You just didn't have that communication, did you? No. Did you ever uh, tell us? Did you ever get COVID? Anybody close to you get yes, it? Yes. Yeah, I did. I, I in fact, I, I came to London to get it at the New Year right. uh, last. Not not just not the one just gone twenty two. Right. Because I thought, well, let's get it out of the way, and uh, and we did. We succeeded. Um, you were a late adopter of yeah, it. You were. Though. No, but it was the second time round. Okay. It was that new 
version. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. Knock, knock that one off as well. <laughs> yeah. Right. Got it out. Ticked it off my bucket list. All right. Well, great. Well, you look <laughs> radiant today. Thank you. You've just got back from Scotland. Yes, I have. Uh, where it's very rainy and midgy, but uh, well, has be been... It's not brilliant here, no, is it? but not many midges in London, I don't think. Um, so I haven't been bitten yet. Okay. But, you know, time is... Could happen. Well, yeah. Fee does, you know, she can attack us. But I'm really hopeful. <laughs> she a little to, nip. She oh, won't do it. Ruth, I'm on holiday next week. Can't come soon enough. <laughs> she does, that's why she's in such a good mood. Um, okay, so Love Untold, it's, um, it's out now in paperback. You wrote it some time ago. Now, I'm going to say that this is um, it's what I call a superior companionable read, or in my case, a listen, because I listen to it and I love listening to books now. It's a big thing. Um, and it's about four generations of one family. It's about the great-grandmother, the grandmother, the mother and the daughter. And I actually, when I first started listening, was thinking, well, in how many families do you ever get that four-generation thing going on you actually have to be quite long livers don't you gosh yes because my great grandmother um she must i think she died in around i don't know 19 1920 or something yeah, so right. yeah i think it's very it's very rare my friend nicola knew her great grandmother i suppose it just depends isn't it if you're an early if you mm. have kids early i suppose early, you have yeah. to and keep it going. Yeah, you all have to have kids early. Yes, um, I guess that's right. Yeah, because I did meet one of my great grandmothers, and I can remember very strong memories of her. She used to give me. Um, do you remember sweet cigarettes? Oh my gosh! Yeah, yes, I, she used to come on every Sunday for Sunday lunch, and she'd give me a packet of sweet fags, yeah. and we smoked together. <laughs> and you could <laughs> suck the them. You could suck them into a really sharp oh, point, yeah. couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Quality yeah. time with the so family. Did she smoke real fags, and you had the sweet version? Yeah. Well, yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes. No, I didn't smoke real fags. No, I she just did. wondered. I just wondered whether she was just having the sweet version. <laughs> no, too. no, no. But she you, had the real thing. you used to be able to, in cold weather, you could have one of those sweet cigarettes and then pretend to actually smoke by breathing out and seeing the breath mm. yeah. happy days happy yeah. days do you think somebody some sweet manufacturer now is busy making fake vapes that are just out of <laughs> well, they sugar. should be if they're not yeah. <laughs> they were they were bad days we shouldn't yeah. celebrate no we shouldn't no. joke about this. No. no okay no. um so what i really like about it is that all four women really do come to life and what's so intriguing about it is that the eldest of all is grace who's 89 and her daughter alice who's gone missing is unknown to the family thinks of her mother as a wildly conventional dullard and in fact as we mm. discovered during the course of the book she is so wrong yes she's got um, quite a past has grace she's to all intents and purposes to the outsider she does seem like a kind of a conventional in inverted commas old lady yeah yeah um but she also does things like she does yoga she goes wild swimming uh, she still drives and has quite an active social life. Um, when I told my mum, who's in her mid-80s, about Grace, and I said, that, oh, she does yoga and Pilates, my mother said, well, that's ridiculous. Nobody will ever believe that. <laughs> is she Welsh? She is. Yes, a tad. Welsh. <laughs> OK. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but she does have a past. And I think I quite like... I love watching sort of sagas that span the years, you know, and uh, the generations. So I quite liked writing a story that... Um, sort of where you meet somebody in the present day and then you find out about their past and you mm. find out what they were like years ago. Kind of quite like that, dipping, going back and forth between years. And that's what we get. We get the four perspectives of the four female characters um, and also we have a teenage girl as well who is... They're not easy to bring to life, teenage girls. Oh, no. Um, they can be quite hard to live with, uh, <laughs> uh, although I'm now through that phase officially, although sometimes it's hard to tell. Um, and um, they, you seem to have a... You, know, you, you seem to inhabit Becca's, Becca's head really well. How oh, I'm glad that? you said that because 
I think probably Becca was the one I found the hardest to write, uh, just because, I, you know, I pride myself in thinking, yeah, I'm young at heart and I'm still a teenager inside. Well, I'm not, not like teenagers today. I just, I, I, I had to talk to my niece who's 16 to try and get just even an idea of what language they use, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think understanding the the big emotions, I think those perhaps, I think that that landscape has sort of remained the same oh, in terms of totally the same the challenges that you know the insecurities who likes me today who doesn't who do I like you know all of that um so I think I, I kind of that's what I was sort of trying to tune into I guess with yeah. with Becca and at the heart of the story is the estrangement between Grace who's nearly 90 and her daughter Alice who's gone for a Burton Mm. Well, we don't know where she is. She's in her early 70s. Yes. Now, that sort of estrangement is actually much more common I, than I think most of us realise, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I... Yes, I, I, I have heard of that happening. Um, I suppose it's quite a tall order to believe that Alice doesn't hasn't spoken to her mum for 30 years. Well, I but then... Yeah, I don't know about that. I think perhaps what happens is... The, the this event happens between them that causes this awful rift. Mm. And then as time goes by, it just becomes harder and harder to reach out and, and make up, I guess. And yeah. so, in fact, it becomes easier to pretend that neither of you exist. Though, of course, for Grace, it's her daughter and she thinks about her all the time. I think with Alice, she's a little bit in denial because that's the sort of person that Alice is. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it, I thought it would be quite interesting to see what would happen if you, mm. we brought them back together. And, of course, Alice is not just estranged from her mum, but she's also estranged from her daughter, um, So, which was even more of a challenge because whereas Grace would welcome her daughter back into her life with open arms, yeah. it would be the opposite for... Alice's daughter. So, yeah, lots of dramatic challenges there. Do you enjoy writing the female characters more than male characters? Because obviously you are known in other parts of your career uh, for some really amazing male characters. Oh, thank you. Um, I think, I suppose some of the male characters I've written have been quite funny <laughs> so I don't know whether that makes it a bit easier to write male characters I getting into the actual emotional psyche so we've got in uh, in Love Untold we have Greg who is um Ellen's husband I found him Ellen is the daughter, is the daughter of she's Alice. she's a head teacher, I should have said Yes, yeah. she's a head teacher. And she and Greg are having marital problems. And I did find, when I first wrote, when I wrote the first draft of the book, I made Greg out to be perhaps a little bit more of an idiot. Mm. <laughs> like, like, you know, because, uh, well, I'm not really spoiling the story too much, but he has an affair. And I sort of was making fun of him a bit that he was having this midlife crisis yeah. and, you know, just making a bit of a fool of himself, really. And then I didn't, I thought, oh, am I being a bit unfair on him? So I had to sort of rein that in a little bit. But of course, I'm not a bloke and I don't know what it feels like to go through those emotional challenges. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess... I just tried my best, really, <laughs> to do what I thought that he would think. Do you think that um, people pick up your books not having a clue about your acting career? I'd like 
to think that I've I've met people um, on when I've done like book tours and done promotion for my books. I have met people who've said, and kind of like really apologising for themselves. Said, I've never seen Gavin and Stacey. Can I just say I've never seen Gavin and Stacey? And I say, oh, I quite I'm, I'm really impressed. Actually, mm. that's 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 nice to know. And it's and um, also I've met people where they've said, oh, I really love your books, and haven't commented on TV. So that. That feels quite nice because obviously when I wrote the first novel, I was thinking, well, people are probably going to expect this to be about a woman in a leather miniskirt who lives on the islands, you know. And um, so, yeah, it it was nice when people didn't react in that way and they kind of took the book for what it was. So for people who don't know what that reference is, (laughs) just think, gosh, what a flight of fancy. (laughs) Uh, So this is the amazing character of Nessa, who you wrote in Gavin and Stacey. Uh, And I wonder whether you... Do you miss her sometimes? She was just she she was a she was larger than life in every way, Ruth, wasn't she? Oh, I do I do miss her, but she's very much with me <laughs> quite a lot. I mean, I I find myself often re- retorting and and saying things to people like, uh, "Oh, what are you talking about? Oi!" and sort of like um, find myself going into Nessa mode and say, "I know." I know. And I've got, oh, I sounded like Nessa then, didn't I? But I, I kind of keep her alive a little bit because I often get asked to do um, video messages for people. Well, you did one for my daughter. Oh, yeah. Yes, telling her yeah. to behave better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did it work? No. <laughs> <laughs> I want my money back. No, we still, it's our kind of comfort. We go there, we get you out. Oh, that's so I nice. Say, right, we're just going to play Nessa. <laughs> have, I mean, she's 25, but anyway, no, she isn't quite. But, but not it's. Far it, off. It's quite nice to... I mean, actually, when we were talking about the, the, the pandemic, I did do um, a stay-at-home message as Nessa and I put all the gear on and everything. It took me ages to film it because I kept, like, seeing, you know, there'd be a pigeon in the window or something and trying to uh, to make it look like a, a decent sort of set. Um, and I did do a... Um, uh, just because you don't look... Yeah, was it? Just because you don't feel ill don't mean you're not infected. Stay home, stay safe. And protect the NHS, obviously, goes without saying. And I, so I did that kind God, of thing. That. Was, that, was that an official one for the Welsh government? No, no. I, I can't remember. Somebody mentioned it and um, I, doing something. And I sort of did it off my own bat, really. Right. Uh, but it's, you can still see it on YouTube. Well, but you know what? That's way better than Boris Johnson's. Yeah, well, isn't Probably it? a lot really more effective. Is. I think so. Uh, <laughs> Will Nessa ever come back? Oh, I don't know. I get asked it all yeah. the time. And, and I don't know. But there's part of me that thinks... Because people go, oh, you can't leave that series ending like that with us not knowing. And I go, why not? Why can't we just imagine what Nessa and Smithy are doing now? Did they get married? Didn't they get married? Do they still see each other? You know, I quite like the idea of leaving it to people's imaginations. I can maybe unpopular opinion, but I'd like to say I'm happy to leave them where they are. Because yes. the thought of them wrestling at the moment with their mortgage going up and, uh, you know, it ju- it's, it, there's a lot of challenges around it. Exactly. The and also, I don't know whether we... It would feel terribly voyeuristic to see Nessa and Smithy as a couple and, and seeing them living together. I don't know. I just, I'd, I'm not sure it would work for me somehow. I think it's better to leave it. And also, that thing of leave people wanting more... Mm. A lot of people will say, oh, no, 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 finish it there, finish it there. Others will say, no, you have to bring it back. You have to bring it back. But, I mean, I, you know, James is living 
in America. I know he's coming back, but um, there's not been any plans. So he's never wanted it to carry on and you've had to say, I'm think, not sure that this would work for me. I think we both at different times and same time sort of thought that we might... Um, well, if I go back to before we did the Christmas special, you know, that was 10 years that passed before we actually did the, the 2019 special and I think then we thought we wouldn't ever bring it back again and we did um I don't know I just I I think we both think there's a there are pros and cons to bring Can it I back just say, when it is noticeable that when you talk about it there's a little bit of a glimmer isn't there well it was a really really happy time it was you know we had such great fun such great fun the cast just, you know, we got on, got on so well and it was it was like, a, a, I know it sounds a bit pretentious, but it was like a family and, um, and, and the crew, you know, and work, it was everybody just enjoyed working on it and people coming to see us film, and especially when, did, when we did the special. Um, it, it was just lovely the way that people enjoyed it so much. And what I get a lot of pleasure from is when I meet people and they say, oh, I rewatched." The series, all three series, whatever. Mm. Gavin Stacey, Gavin Stacey got me through a really bad time in my life. Got me through uh, divorce or illness or you know um, a bereavement, and you think, well, that makes it worthwhile, doesn't mm. it? Really. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I asked Ruth Jones what she watches on television for pleasure, and uh, now she's not really on it. I haven't done any acting for ages. Um, apparently I made an appearance on The Voice Kids the other night. I did a video message for Neil the Baby, who is now oh, a yeah. singer. Oh, and yes. uh, he auditioned yeah. for The Voice. And did he do all I right? don't know. I didn't watch the programme, somebody just told me that I was on it. <laughs> right. You see, that's when you know you've reached a real level of... <laughs> <laughs> don't need to bother finding out whether you've been on telly or not officially. So do you, um, it's not interesting, do you not get offers of acting roles? You yes, know? I yeah. do. I do. And I will, I will go back to it. Um, I just wanted a bit of a break, really. Uh, 
and I, and I, it's been nice having a break. And you know, I'm writing my fourth novel, so that takes up a lot of time. Now, as is well. that whole new characters, or do we revisit some old old friends? No, it's a brand new story, brand new. And um, I'm coming at this one from a very different angle, and I'm quite enjoying it. Uh, it might all end up in the bin because it's very early days. I've done about 15,000 words of it so far, so we'll see. Would you really be able to put 15,000 words in a bin? No, I wouldn't. I just Something would happen it. to it. Yeah, <laughs> Rehash it, recycle it into something. So is it, what, a thriller? Or Oh, gosh, no. Uh, I, the, well, can you imagine me writing a thriller? Yes. Yeah, why not? Really? Yes. I, I, I see. I can't take myself seriously enough. That's the problem. And I, I would find myself. It's a bit like writing sex in a novel. You sort of just, you, you kind of throw yourself into it, and then you go, oh, I sound a bit of a nerd now, a bit of an idiot. <laughs> well, I'd be like that with a thriller. You told us earlier that you couldn't do the audio book of your first novel because there was too much sex in it. Yes, and yes. also it was set in Scotland. Yes, yeah, so I would be struggling not just with sexual content, but also a Scottish accent. Mm. So Sharon Smallred never agreed and a marvellous job she did of it too. Um, uh, but my no, I kept thinking, oh, gosh, my mother will listen to this and, oh, it'll be yeah. just really embarrassing. Do you know what? Scottish sex is incredibly <laughs> difficult with. <laughs> I don't think I've ever experienced it, <laughs> Do you think that you found something in writing that you didn't find in acting? Yes, I do actually, because I think I can express myself better. Um, I, I think I can be clearer about what I'm trying to say. It's the same with speaking. I can the written word. I can absolutely convey what I mean. Um, with acting, it's a little bit hit and miss with me. Sometimes I can do it, and sometimes I don't. Um, I never kind of really think of myself as a proper grown-up actor, like you know the sort of. Um, Oh, Daniel Day-Lewis type of acting where they, you know, you yeah. really immerse yourself or Michael Sheen, mm. you immerse yourself into the into the role. I don't, I can't quite, it's this thing of not being able to take, take myself seriously. Right. Okay, well, can I ask, have you seen that thing that Michael Sheen has done with David Tennant? Staged. Oh, yes, it's yeah. marvellous, isn't it? Well, I found it insufferable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Did I, you? Yeah, utterly, I'm sorry, I just couldn't bear it. But didn't you? think they were like it was very tongue-in-cheek i had no idea i just never i i don't know what it was meant to be I just, did you the, like it you're talking about sorry the one that was on in 2020 well, they brought yes. it back recently as oh, well right. yeah. yeah so it was on wasn't it at the at the height of the lockdown yes and it, it was basically two trapped thesps yeah and apparently i've just say... been told we're asking for them to come on as guests well they didn't tell me <laughs> <laughs> sorry well that's that's another gap are you free next wednesday <laughs> Could you bring an ensemble cast with you? Well, if it's tongue-in-cheek, maybe I'll watch it again with in a whole new light. Sorry. Oh, I enjoyed it because I thought they were they were sort of taking I think they the were, mick out they of were themselves. sending themselves yeah. out. Yeah, they? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Jane. Oh dear. I'm not going to speak again for the rest of the no. encounter. I don't uh, when we met before, Ruth, we had a really, really lovely conversation with you. Before uh, you uh, gave us a little insight into the world of your telecommunications with James Corden, where you said that you quite often sent him a message on WhatsApp then quickly deleted it just to make him more paranoid. <laughs> Is that still going down? And do you do that to other well-known personalities? Um, 
No, I don't do it to any other well-known personalities. Um, it's and- such a clever trick, though. It's really mean, but really good. <laughs> I think it depends what sort of phase me and James are in. Like, if we're in a kind of uh, friendly, like, oh, getting on, brother and sister Banks. type of phase, yeah. then I will maybe delete the message, but then I'll tell him what the gist of the message was. I'll go, oh, sorry, it just I was going on about something, blah, blah, blah. But if we're in a kind of like brother and sister really winding each other up sort of a phase, then I won't explain it at all. It's a good Gosh, one, isn't it? It's that, a good technique. It is a really good technique. <laughs> I think everyone listening has learned a thing or two in the last couple of seconds. So you are rivals. No. You are. Not. If, you're, if you were rivals, wouldn't you have to be in the same ballpark? You're like, do you know what I mean? You'd have to be... Well, you both wrote. No, but he, James doesn't write novels. I, I don't present TV shows in do? America. What would you do if he did write a novel? Well, I'd be very impressed because I think he might get bored writing a novel, James, if I'm honest. I think he's he, he, I think he wouldn't wouldn't want to he he makes fun of me writing novels because he'll sort of go oh yeah what's the sort of thing you'd write um the phone rings she walks down the corridor to answer it she picks it up and she hears the voice she cannot believe it chapter 23 (laughs) (laughs) listen i I have listened to your books and i'd listen to that one too i don't think james knows what he's talking about can i offend him as well i mean i may as well get everybody in um ruth really lovely to see you um love untold is the name of this book and i'm i I can honestly i'm really looking forward to the next one so get a wiggle on when is it coming out oh gosh that's a good question to which i do not know the answer but i will send you a copy the minute i finish it yes so i get a free book ruth jones who is our guest this afternoon. And obviously, uh, we'll try and iron out the little difficulties with Michael Sheen and David Tennant <laughs> and, and get them on the programme. When you're point. on holiday. When I'm on holiday, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I admire them both as thespians. Uh, but um, there was something about that. I, genuinely, I, mean, I meant it when I said insufferable. I just can't, I couldn't bear it. Well, I think probably it's David Tennant on Monday, Michael Sheen on Tuesday, Jane McDonald on Wednesday. <laughs> I don't, I knew you were going to bring that up again. And actually, I've had a quite quiet couple of months where I haven't really annoyed anybody <laughs> or been offensive in any way. What I will say about... I'm going to try and make up ground here, listener. Uh, what I will say about David Tennant is that... Have you seen the BBC programme There She Goes? No, I haven't. OK, well, it's, um, it's a, been a recent one-off special and it's about a, a couple... Uh, Jessica Hines plays the mother and David Tennant the dad and it's about a couple who have a daughter with a chromosomal disorder and honestly he's brilliant it's brilliant it's funny but it really makes you question what you're laughing at so David is a fine actor excellent because I know that we had a conversation about uh, the fact that he was just too thin and bendy in Inside Man with Stanley Tucci yes he is quite thin yep and he is very bendy but you've, you've obviously managed to leap over those two Terrible, terrible attributes. Uh, Right, Uh, can we just remind you of a date for your diary? Don't double book us. July the 27th is going to be our book club recording. So if you are with us and reading Fresh Water for Flowers by Valerie Parra, uh, we will have completed the book by then. We will have collated all of your comments. We'll have a great, big, lovely shindig mm. uh, of thoughtful consideration about the book and we hope to get the author on herself. So yeah. that's July the 27th. When you say shindig, I mean, what is actually planned? 
Uh, nothing. We'll just read out uh, lots nothing. of stuff and uh, maybe we'll bring a pack of Rolos and okay. share those. So the carnival in Rio, it is not, <laughs> but it will be. <laughs> It'll be a lovely culmination of people's criticism and thought about a book that actually a lot of people are saying the same thing about already. You open it, think, oh, God, I don't think this is really for me. And there's 500 pages to go. But get about 50 pages in and you're in love with it. And that's where I'm at at the moment. I'm about 100 pages in. Okay. I'm looking forward to going to bed every night to read it. Right, OK. And that's my kind of an evening. Mm. Yeah. OK, um, lovely. Looking forward to getting more into it. But I'm still with Catelyn uh, explaining men to me at the moment. Right, have a very good evening. If you are Scottish, enjoy... Um, how can I phrase it? The coronation of a man who... It's not necessarily your king, but some people think he is. Yes. Absolutely. Is that diplomatic um, enough? Mm. <laughs> have, a, have a short bread finger and think on it. We're bringing the shutters down on another episode of the internationally acclaimed podcast Off Air with Jane Garvey and Fee Glover. Our Times Radio producer is Rosie Cutler and the podcast executive producer is Henry Tribe. But don't forget that you can get another two hours of us every Monday to Thursday afternoon here on Times Radio. We start at 3pm and you can listen for free on your smart speaker. Just shout Play Times Radio at it. Uh, you can also get us on DAB Radio in the car or on the Times Radio app whilst you're out and about being extremely busy. And you can follow all our tosh behind the mic and elsewhere on our Instagram account. Just go onto Insta and search for Jane and Fee and give us a follow. So in other words, we're everywhere, aren't we, Jane? Pretty much everywhere. Thank you for joining us. And we hope you can join us again on Off Air very soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com 